Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. Thursday is upon us, which means the weekend is almost here. That is always a good thing. And the first day of summer is right around the corner. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can also find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast. And with me, as always, out on the balcony, I joke, (laughs) of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, happy Thursday. Yeah, it's another, another getting closer and closer to, uh, like you said, summer is right around, is but a few days away. Yeah. Which means training camp's about a little more than a month away. And before we know it, the Packers are going to be beating the Bears on opening day. Again, despite some of the comments that the Bears made. We're not going to talk about that today. Just spoiler alert, if you came here for Chicago Bears analysis of the stupid <laughs> things that their players are saying about the Packers, we are not going to talk about that but once again, Packers had mini camp practices. There was some stuff that came out of there. We'll talk about that for a few minutes. And then we're going to talk about something that you wrote, Mark, about the Packers, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, and how it all ties together. And just a reminder for fans about where we were at a year ago and some of the things that have happened over the past couple of years. So okay. mini camp, Jordan Love, the overreaction train continues. And I joke about that because I'm part of it. I mean, I, I get... You know, I'm the Twitter refresh, the thumbs are sore guy. And so with regards to that, obviously there were some reports during the week that Jordan Love made some good throws, that he made some not so good throws. He had some bad interceptions. He threw a dime to Christian Watson for a long touchdown. It's seven on seven. I know it's mini camp. These things are important. These, they all help install the offense, install the defense, all that other kind of stuff too. But, you know, as far as, as it being seven on seven and, and again, there isn't really much to take away from this because it's not against live reps. Now, what was interesting to me, Mark, and I don't know if you heard, I'm sure you heard about this too, was Jair just showed up to minicamp. He he kind of um, for, forewent, can you say forewent? Yeah. can't say foregoed. Yeah. He forewent for his for workout bonus, which I think was yeah. upwards of like $700,000. $700,000. And when he was asked about it, he, he just said, look, I know what works for me and getting myself prepared here. And he wouldn't be the first player or not even the first packer to do something like that too when you're established and you kind of 
know what your process is to get yourself to play great. And Jair, we can agree, is well above average player. Then it depends. You know, I I guess it it, uh, depends on on how you see it. So what was your – we'll start with the Jair thing. What's your take on that? Well, first off, the good news, if you're a Packer fan, is that that $700,000 comes off of next year's salary cap. Yep. So they save seven hundred thousand right there. That can that can go toward you know it's not a lot, but it, you know that can go toward keeping John Runyon Jr. under or, or whoever AJ Dillon, you know, one of their impending free agents. So that's one thing. Second, yeah, I don't. They're voluntary workouts. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, every player would would go would be at every practice, and, and therefore you know, but it, it doesn't happen in this day and age of the NFL. I mean, it just your stars don't you don't go to a lot of the voluntary things. I'm not worried about Alexander missing because, like you said, he's established. I didn't realize. I, I guess I should have known this, and I maybe I, didn't, I just haven't paid as close attention as I should. He's a little different, huh? Yeah. Know? Oh, we. I've known that. He. But I here's the thing. Cocky, and I and I know like like most corners, he's brash, and you know he says he's a good quote. You know, after games and during the week. But I didn't know he was so like he likes. He he says I love being here when no one else is around, and then I can meditate in the bowl, and I can do. It. I didn't. I didn't know he was like. Little like a hippie almost, a little hippieish, sort of, so, so, so to speak. I think you want um, players who are a little different like that, especially a yeah, corner. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't no, I'm not. I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. I just didn't realize he was a little, you know, a little bit different like that. But yeah, and, and again, he he does. He comes to minicamp, which is the most important of the off-season activities because he, I know every team treats him differently, but they do more things than they do at the OTAs. And he came ready to play. Like he said, I. You know, he was he was drawing it at love, and he was giving Dobbs, and he's going to make Dobbs and Watson better. Yeah, well, that big, that and, long and, catch that you know, Watson. And, and, oh, I'm using Dobbs and Watson because they're one too, but you know, he's going to make the other receivers better too. He's going to make he's going to help the Packers offense. That long bomb to Watson was against Jair, and it was one of his first practices since he he uh, Jair's practices since he uh, rejoined the team. But still, yeah. yeah, iron sharpens iron. No, he is. He's he is a little bit different, but I think you want again. You want a little bit of that in in your player. I mean, we all wish we could have Charles Woodson back. No one is Charles Woodson, right? right. But Jair is is a really good He's corner. Good. He 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 was up. Listen, he was up to the task against Justin Jefferson in that second game against the Vikings last year. Now. Didn't make any big plays against the Lions. That would have been nice in that last game, but that was a weird game overall. Well, he didn't give up anything either. I don't know if I no, not. Game. I don't. Uh, he's I, a top three corner in the league. Yeah, he is. No, he he definitely he definitely is, and he's paid as such. And I and think at, at some point he's young. At some point, though, you know, when you're when you've made it and you have established yourself as one of the best in the game, you do get a little bit of latitude with how you can how you can navigate yourself. I personally, is if the team doesn't have an issue with it, I don't have a problem with, with him coming in and being at mini camp. I mean, he's at least at mini camp, but some guys don't even right. show up until training camp. Some guys don't even show up on time for training camp. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to bash Jair at all. He's would rather not have me. him. I would much rather have, have him than not. But the point is to, and to your point, I'm glad we talked about it is yeah, he's a little bit different, but he's, he's our weirdo. <laughs> rather than someone else's because you would rather have those guys on your side than on the other side. Oh yeah. He's like I said, he's a top he's, you know, and the Packers have, they have a few guys on this team. That's why I'm, I, I'm not buying into this rebuilding. I'm not buying into this. They're not going to be that good. I'm not buying. I'm telling you, I, I've, I've been saying 10 wins, win a division and I'm sticking with it until I'm proven wrong. They have too many good players on this team. Mm-hmm. They have too many players in my opinion, who are in the top echelon. Of their position, I think you know Jair's one of them. I think Kenny Clark is one of them. Rashawn Gary, when he's healthy, and apparently 
all good news concerning his uh, rehab. Yep. He's one of them. I think, you know, two years ago, Devontae Campbell was, and there's no reason why he can't go back to that form. And then you got, you know, on offense, Bakhtiari and Jenkins are not the best. I think it's the best left side of the line in, in all football. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, I think, is one of the, is in the top tier of running backs. So I mean, yeah, they they're, to me that this team has. I know Aaron Rodgers is gone. Oh my God! Oh my God! Aaron Rodgers is gone. Sky's falling. But guess what? There's a lot of other good players on the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, there are. So that's a great transition, Mark. If you want to introduce it too, because you wrote the you wrote this um, this piece here about. The Eagles and the sentiment. Now, we talked a little bit about it last week. And, you, you know, I, I said, you know, I actually was higher on the Eagles than I guess most were coming off the You're playoff right. appearance. Because I just felt like even though they got smoked by Tampa two years ago, I still felt like that was a team on the on the rise. And okay. so I wasn't surprised that they were good. Now, here's the other thing, too. I don't have a lot of football stuff to go off of here as far as Jalen Hurts goes. But I will. I do remember this. And that is when he went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Right. After being at Bama, and I watched him play, and you could just see the fire in this guy's eyes. Now, listen, a lot of players are fiery, and they don't end up being good pros. I understand that. But there was something about Jalen Hurts that said to me, like, this guy is not going to fall short for any lack of fire, desire, effort, anything like that. So what he has become does not surprise me at all. But go ahead and, and kind of introduce the concept here because it goes perfectly with what you said about the sentiments about the Packers where everybody's just kind of like, oh, you know, wait and see. I don't know how good this team's going to be this year. Well, hold on because here's the story. Well, what I wrote was I can, I, the headline was, can the 2023 Packers mirror the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles? And that would be a hell of a thing to win to go to Super Bowl. But And I, and I even said I'm not saying they're going to be that good. But, I, you know, a year ago, People, the Eagles were not being picked to win the NFC by anyone. They weren't even being picked to win the NFC East by most people. Most people were, were picking the Cowboys. The Eagles themselves, I mean, you're, you're talking about Hurts, and I like them too. I can go back to a story that I wrote during the uh, leading up to that 2020 draft. I, never, I wrote a story about Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love being two sleeper. I mean, because that was the Burrow draft, right? That was Burrow, Herbert, and uh, Tua. Right. They were the three everybody was talking about. And I did a story saying, hey, yeah, those three are, you know, those three are, are what they are. They're going, you know, they're going to be good quarterbacks, but don't count these two guys out either. So anyway, but, but, but my point is the Eagles weren't sold on Jalen Hurts last year. You know, he started the year before they made the playoffs. They, they snuck into the playoffs because the Niners beat the Rams that last day, which gave the Eagles the tiebreaker over New Orleans. So they got in, they were the last seed and they got blown out in the playoffs. I mean, the final score is like 31-15. But it was thirty-one nothing at one point. And if Brady wanted it to be, it could have been fifty-one nothing. They they kind of ran the ball the whole fourth quarter and just wanted to get just to, you know get get out of there and move on to the next round. But the Eagles they flirted with Deshaun Watson, who ended up going to Cleveland. And they reportedly now it's come out they actually made a very good offer to the Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson. And I think Seattle may have accepted that offer, except uh, Russell Wilson. I don't. I don't know if he had a no trade clause or if Seattle just gave him this, you know, where he wanted to go. But he didn't. He didn't want to go to Philly. So if Russell Wilson wanted to go to Philly, they would have traded Jalen Hurts and three number ones to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So they were not sold on Jalen Hurts. That team that made the playoffs the year before, they didn't beat. They they only beat one team with a winning record the entire year, and that was the New Orleans Saints playing with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. They, want, they basically beat a lot of bad teams. They got the nine wins, made the playoffs, got blown out. So yep. 
now they now they did something like, during the offseason. They traded for AJ Brown. They signed uh, Hassan Reddick, and then of course the big thing was Hertz developing in, into a he was a runner up for MVP if I'm not mistaken, right? Mahomes won the won the award, but I believe he came in second. Yes, or at least top I think you're three. Right. No, I think you're right. I think he was second, right? Yeah. So that was the big thing, and he developed and and I was like, you know, so what my my story was, you know, so you had Hertz, and he benefited from having a very very good offensive line, a strong running game, and then he had three good targets in. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and a tight end, Dallas Goddard. Their, and their, their defense relied on a very good pass rush that made up for very average linebackers and two strong corners in Darius Slay and James Bradbury that made up for very average, I'm being kind, very average safety. So then I compare it to the Packers. Now, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to be better than Jalen Hurts or even as good as Jalen Hurts. However, in that 2020 draft, and I point this out in the story as well. Nobody, nobody, nobody I know of anyway, from like the Mel Kuypers to the scouts to everyday people, nobody had Hurts above love in that draft. Very few. Nobody. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember any. I don't remember seeing any at all. No. I mean, it, it was clear. Some people actually had had love ahead of Tua because they, they worried about Tua being hurt all the time. And it was a good thing to worry about because Tua does get hurt a lot. So. But nobody, I mean, Herbert, I mean, Burrow and Herbert were, were one, one, two in, in most everybody's mind. And then Tua was three in most. Like I said, some were worried about Tua. Then it was Hurts. And then, Lo- I mean, uh, then it was Love was was fourth. And then Hurts was fifth. And that's kind of, that's how they went in the draft. But so, I mean, like I said, while I'm not saying that he's going to be better than Hurts, everybody thought he would be. So there's that to think about, right? Now, Hertz's Hertz had that great offensive line that I talked about. Well, the Packers now that it went healthy, and now it looks as of right now it's healthy. That's a pretty good offensive line. I think back, like I said earlier, Bakhtiari and Jenkins to me is the best left side of the best left side in the NFL. I think Bakhtiari is the best left tackle when he's healthy. I think Jenkins might be the best left left guard. Together, they're definitely. I don't. There's nobody that has a better left side. You know, Myers isn't is not Jason Kelsey, but he's 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 better than people think at center. He's he's adequate. And then you got. You know, the right side, Zach Tom looked pretty good last year. Runyon just keeps getting more experience, better. So he has the good offensive line. I think the Packers running game, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and whoever they decide to keep as their number three is just as, as good, if not better, than, than Miles Sanders, who they have. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sanders gained a lot. Of, he gained like 1,200 yards last year. He was a good back. They, 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 they let him leave, and he went to Carolina. But I'll take Aaron Jones over Miles Sanders every day. Yeah, I think, and I think the overarching point is that this team, this Packers team, can easily over overachieve if you're somebody who thinks yes. that they're going to be average again. If Jordan Love plays serviceable, serviceable football, or even a little bit better than that, I would expect a little bit better. It's his third, you know, actually his fourth year in the league. He's right. been he's been you know sitting behind learning the offense. I'm not even going to talk about like learning from Aaron Rodgers. I'm just going to say just learning the offense and being in the NFL and understanding how to prepare for games, watch film. Like now we're really going to see how good. He is. He's gotten a lot of accolades over the past couple of weeks for being, you know, well mannered, and he's, you know, he's there working hard. You can see him. He's he studies all the things you want players to do off the field. He seems to say the right things. So now we'll see it all come together, and it could be very easily, like we were saying before, it could very easily turn into a situation where the Packers are better than everybody expects. And again, you know, we're we're kind of beating the same drum again. But this division is just, you know, I. I the, you know, I look at it again. I, the Bears don't scare me at all. 
The, the Vikings Arizona. scare me way less than they did before. Uh, they've oh, dumped, the they've dumped Packers, so much talent. Everyone's saying the Packers, they lost Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Vikings, everybody, uh, they, they're, they're in a rebuild. They're a rebuilding. Yeah. They cut their best runner. They lost half their defense. You know, they, no, that's a team that's in, that's in re- rebuild mode with a quarterback that's never won a big game in his life. Coming off of a 12-win season. The flukiest so, 12-win season ever, by the way. And that, okay. that goes to show you, so that, you know, obviously there's there's a plan in place in Minnesota, but, and then in Detroit, like, just, it's, I don't know. I think this whole, I know that there's, Jameson Williams is going to miss some games, and that was all the really, really biggest yeah outcome player wise from this whole gambling thing. But I think that the Lions are gonna gonna struggle a little bit to get back to where they were last year, where they they really played strong at the end of the second half of the last year. I mean they started out terrible. Were they what were they one and six to start yeah. out? Like they and then they beat the Packers and then everything just like fell into place. And then they beat the Packers again. I don't I don't know that that's necessarily gonna happen again because speaking of quarterbacks, it's still Jared Goff. Right. And I would I would put, I mean, that that's that's again part of this intrigue where we talked about, are you more concerned or excited a couple weeks ago? We're more, more excited because Jordan Love is, yes, he's an unknown, but it's not like he's stepping off of the college campus and walking into the to the NFL. And and he did no. essentially lose one season, but it just... But he was there in the classroom. See what happens. It, you know, basically, you're, you're, to your point in, in your piece, or st- see what happens because if you've got the right coaching staff, team, players. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers leaving is going to be, I'm not going to say addition by subtraction. That's ridiculous because he's a Hall of Fame player. But some of the pieces, so, some of the things that Aaron Rodgers brought with him are not in the building any longer. And if the worst of what's left behind is David Bakhtiari just you know quipping every once in a while, listen, he's still going to go out and play hard because yeah. if he knows and thinks this is his last year in Green Bay, He's not done playing football. He's going to want to play somewhere else, and he can't turn in a slop fest in 2023 and expect a big payday. So whether he loves or not the fact that Rodgers is gone, a lot of the old veterans are gone, and he's like one of the few left from when he came into the league on the team. Actually, there's no one really. Then he's, I think, going to play through it and and be fine because he knows that if nothing else, he's got to get himself on another team Next right. year, and when he has to prove that he, he's still the best left tackle in football, and so because I, I just I see all of these, and I know don't take away from Twitter, you know the sentiment about the Packers because a lot of it is fans, and and it's you know very emotional, and some people are very much still against. I mean, I'm still seeing people that just are dying on the sword for Rodgers. It's like he's gone; he's not here anymore. You know what? But it just the whole like I get that it's easy to not be excited or be nervous or whatever the the nfl if has if it's proven nothing over the past century and even if you want to just talk about the super bowl era it is that they there's a reason that they put on the uniforms and play the game on sunday because we've seen some really weird and crazy things happen and then like you said last week not saying the packers this year are anything close to the 2010 team but even if they get in as the seventh seed by the skin of their, you know, teeth, whatever it is, they still get in, and it's all about how you finish your season. If they're playing solid football at the end of the year, Jordan Love, if you turn back the clock on your quarterback and you've got younger players, I, I know not everybody loves the cold, but it just seems like some of these older veterans just really get affected by it. Old, old don't old doesn't equal cold. Yeah, and especially because a quarterback. I mean, Brett Favre at the end of his reign in Green Bay, he was bad in the cold. He was great in the cold, 
his whole career. Until Remember, later. he had a record of whatever and whatever when the temperature was under certain degrees. It was, But then he got old. That Giant game, his last game as a Packer, that Ice Bowl 2 against the Giants, he was terrible. It was, he was, it was, he, 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 and he looked like he wanted to be anywhere but there. I, to this day, and I said it then, and if the, the Packers would never, would have never, ever, ever done it. But if they would have put Rodgers in the second half of that game, they would have won that game and gone to the Super Bowl. Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They very well might have. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I know that you're very, very steadfast to that, and obviously it's it's hard to know. And it I was... know. I mean, I'm saying it just to say it, but I mean, I'm, I believe that. I believe that would, would – I mean, Favre couldn't play, and it was too cold. It was just too cold for him. Well, and don't forget, too, I know this isn't a Favre conversation, but it just parallels. I love parallels. Five years earlier, little more than five years earlier, they lost their first home game ever at Lambeau Field to the Falcons, a dome team. And that was where, in the snow, and that was where Favre and the Packers, there was a little, you know, a little kink in the armor. And ever since then, Packers have been very average at at Lambeau Field. But with a rejuvenated, and I I do think it's all about the, the, the vibe and the attitude, with a rejuvenated team, a very young team, I said it last week, you're going to have a lot of wide-eyed young players and they're going to make mistakes, and so it's probably going to cost the Packers some games. It's one of the reasons why we did our show last week and why Vegas is putting the, the win total at 7.5. And, 
because they're like, hey, we just we don't know if we can put. And, you know, gam- the gambling community is like, I don't know if I can bet on a team where it's a bunch of rookies. Sure, they could overachieve, but am I willing to put a ton of money on it? I don't know about that yet. You would have to, you'll have to wait and, and see. But they, that's the kind of team that can get you further than a team that's just ho hum. Here we go again. We're in the playoffs. Let's let's just do the best we can. If we don't, if we don't get in, whatever. We're on a we're on a plane tomorrow to Acapulco. Well, let me say 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 this. Let me say say two things first. About, first about Jordan Love. And you, you talk about him, you know, what he's done in minicamp and how the team like, you know, leadership, all that kind of stuff. He's, in my mind, this is, this is just, just my opinion. And I was high on Rodgers taking over for Favre. I was. I was one of the people that thought it was a, it was time, just like I think it's time now. But I think Love is more prepared. I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's a question that he's more prepared to take over for Rodgers than Rodgers was to take over for Favre. Now, obviously, Rodgers, you know, <laughs> took over and became a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying Love's going to be a Hall of Famer, but I'm just saying he's more prepared for for for, for two reasons. One, Rodgers helped; him. he really did. Give out, you know, I have to give Aaron Rodgers credit. Rodgers was a was a good mentor to Jordan Love. Favre was anything but a good mentor to Aaron Rodgers. Didn't even talk to him. I mean, so you know, there were there was there was issues there uh, that had been well well documented. Rodgers helped Love, which is which is important, and I think it, you know that that goes a long way. Also, last year. Even before, even before that, like Rogers, Rogers skipping the, the the voluntary stuff gave Love a lot, a lot more playing time. Mm-hmm. And then Rogers having the the thumb injury and then the the what the, the the rib injury during the season, Love took almost all the reps on Wednesday and Thursday in practice. Like mm-hmm. if, if you remember from like from like a third of the way through the season on, Rogers didn't practice. That is a you know what I forgot about that. That's a great point. Rogers only practiced like on Friday. Mm-hmm. Right. Every week. Yep. So Love got a lot of important practice time, whereas Favre didn't. I mean, Favre may miss a practice. Every quarterback misses one here or there, but not as not nearly as many as Rodgers missed last year. So, so Love is Love is for a guy that only that's only started one game and only played in what three or four total. He's gotten a lot more practice reps and preseason reps than most guys in in his same situation. So. I, I guess that's so why I think he's much more prepared than other quarterbacks would be. I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think he is too. You, you bring up a good point, Mark, but I, and again, I'm kind of like hypocriting myself. You're kind of talking out of the other side of my mouth because <laughs> I like some of these, the way that, that some of these throws in practice are being described is just like, they're just dumb. And well, maybe you, he's trying again, it's practice. Maybe they're trying something. I know Alan Iverson, it's practice, but at the same time, <laughs> like, you know, it is true. We are talking no, about I practice. Mean, it's, it's just like I'm, I'll compare it to spring training baseball. So like, oh my God, that pitcher got roughed up. He gave up six runs in, in two innings. Well, maybe he was working on a, on a slider yes. that he never threw before. Yeah. Very, very true. No, that, that's, that stuff's very true. I just, but I also think too, in football, and maybe this is not the same in other sports too, but football is, is very like bad habits are bad habits. And, so yeah. I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to see and all that's going to happen is, is there's going to be more players on the field and it's going to be a pass rush and he's going to have to process that decision even faster and I don't know maybe if that would benefit him but I do want to see that get cleaned up a little bit I don't want to see like it's fine oh, if sure. he gets picked it's fine if he gets picked off listen every defensive player is also getting paid too so if they make a great play and they get an interception okay that's fine I just don't want to hear like love through the ball straight although it could have been a receiver mistake we don't know what the situation well, was, was with the route yes we don't know right. He has a bunch of young receivers. Yes. Maybe, maybe Watson was supposed to, or, and again, maybe not Watson, maybe just a miscommunication. Love thought Watson was going to cut in and he cut out, or vice versa. He thought he was going to 
keep running and he stopped or maybe he, without, there's a lot of reasons that we don't know without being there, without, you know, uh, knowing what the play call was. Here's the other thing I was going to say, too. Like you talk about if the Packers get in the playoff, you know, even if they get in as the bottom whatever seed, I don't care. I got to think. And again, it's just just my opinion. I think the Packers will be a better team in week, you know, 16, 17, hopefully 18, 19 than they are week one, two, three, because I think this young offense that you talk, you know, you said they're, they're, they're young. Yes, they are uh, receiver. They're going to just get, you would hope get better and better. So if they do get in the playoffs, they're not, I don't think they're going to be an easy out. No, no, that's that, that goes without saying. Anytime you have a young roster or, or young players, they're going to get, they're going to get better by the end of the season. I mean, look, look how much better Quay Walker was besides the right. mental gaffes and like the attitude right. problems. Look how much better he was at the end of the season. Most rookies, it takes them a while to get their footing, and then. But these these rookies are this. This is not the same veteran team where the rookies are going to get very limited snaps. They're going to by the. I mean, by even by week five or six, they're going to have played like the same number of snaps a lot of rookies have historically played in a season in Green Bay, just because there have always been veterans in front of them. So, well, I don't, I don't know about the rookie. Rookies won't play, but some will. But I I think the key, and I I wrote this a, a few weeks ago, last year's draft class. The Walker, Wyatt, Watson, Dobbs, Tom, Tom, yep. Dobbs, that group is going to be the key to the Packers' success because they're going to be, they're like, they're being counted on to be, you know, I don't want to say the stars of the team, but very, very Im- impactful players. I mean, Watson and Dobbs are your starting receivers. Tom's probably going to be your starting tackle. Um, Walker's going to be your starting linebacker. Wyatt's going to get a, a ton of, you know, he's probably going to start now at defensive line. And then even that's the, that's the five big ones. And then even, you know, a Samari Tori and a, and a Kingsley Angabari are going to get some time. You know, Tori's going to be your third or fourth receiver, probably fourth. And then, you know, Angabari is going to get a lot of time as a pass rusher, especially if, if Gary's not, not ready to start the season. Yeah, I think he will too. I mean, Preston Smith, you've got Hollins in there too, Anagbare. And the so, kid, Van Ness. And, uh, you know, did I, I only forgot our first-round pick, the Hulk, you know, who's – Who's going to get a but chance? That's again, to play. again, my, my comparison with the Eagles. I think the Packers, when Gary's healthy, all the guys we just mentioned, and Gary, and I think Walker's going to. You're going to see Walker coming on a blitz a lot more this year. He started to do it a lot at the end of last year. I think that again, I'm not saying it's going to be as good as the Eagles' pass rush was last year. With they had four guys in double figure sacks, but I think the Packers' pass rush could be pretty good. And they have, and, and the Packers' linebackers are better than the Eagles' linebackers. I mentioned the, the Eagles having the two, you know, good corners in Slay and, and Bradbury. Well, I think the Packers have three. When once Stokes is healthy, Alexander, Douglas, and Stokes mm-hmm. could more than make up for average. You know, say, if the safety play is just average, uh, that secondary is going to, going to be pretty good. I mean, I, again, I. <laughs> I see a lot of comparisons. I, I maybe people are telling me I'm looking too much too far into it, because, but it's two. It's the two teams that I know the best, so it made, it made for an easy comparison for me to, to uh, do that story. Well, no, but it's just it's it's a good reminder of like, hey, there's reason for optimism, and here they are. It doesn't right. mean it's going to come to fruition, but it is something to think about here too. And it's Matt Lafleur in his his fifth season now, coaching the yeah. team, and so thirteens in a bit. Yeah, so it so it's just you know he's. He's been around, you know, and he's going to get a chance to run that run this team now without whatever influence the quarterback had on on the roster. And again, this is me trashing on Aaron Rodgers, but it, it is very different when a player like that leaves, and especially at the quarterback position, it's a completely different team. But that can benefit them in some ways, in, in as many ways as there's going to be some fallback and some drawbacks. Obviously, you don't have a, a future Hall of Famer out there, quarterback, or at least so as far as we know, he's not right now. He could be, but not yet. 
But there's there's time to figure that whole thing out. I just again this these when we have these conversations, it just it gets me excited and intrigued about the whole thing because it, there's a lot more. It, there's there's a lot more paucity, a lot of just even negativity out there too. And and I get that, but. You know, we need to get the fire back and be Packers fans, and and I, you know, I'll be at at least one, oh, I'm ready. one I'm, or a couple I'm games. Ex- I'm very excited about this. Yeah, I mean, I'll be at a Maybe couple too games. Much, so I don't know, but I'm I'm looking forward to the Jordan Love era starting and and what's going to happen and how they're going to look and like you said, these young this young group of, of, of receivers, Watson and Dobbs and Torrey and the kid Reed and the Musgrave and 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 Crab. I mean, I'm this this is going to be fun. I think yeah, so they're too. Make some mistakes. Yeah, they're going to make some mistakes, but guess what? They're going to make some big plays too. I think so too. I think there's going to be at least a couple games, even if the Packers end up being average this year, there's going to be a couple games where these young guys just show up and perform and just the athleticism is going to show up and, and it's, it's going to be a huge glimpse into the future of what this team is going to, is going to look like love again. I mean, yeah, some of the bad throws in practice or whatever, but I, you know, I can also guarantee you 100% he's analyzing and working on those and trying to fix that. He's not going to just, you know, drone through and, and do the same things over. And at least I've, as far as I, I can see, I hope that that's not going to be the case. If it is, then the Packers are going to have to figure some things out. But again, this is one of the reasons with the unknown factor of him, this is one of the reasons why they did what they did with his contract. And you know, if there's one thing that we know, the Packers are already looking way ahead. There's, you know, the, the GM is all about the future. They already have a contingency plan in place. If he's not good by the middle of this season, I guarantee you they're already going to know how they're going to tackle the back half of the 2023 the offseason in 24, the draft, free agency, all that kind of stuff there too. So, I mean, the, the future the future looks bright. And it could it could end up being a lot brighter based on what it is that right. that you that you wrote. You, I did, it, it hit me when you said it. This is Matt LaFleur's fifth season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fifth yep. season. How many coaches in the NFC have been with their team longer than, than, than Matt LaFleur? That that's a good that's a good point. And not only that, I'm just, but no, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I don't think about it. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I, there are so no, many new coaches. Newer, there are right? so Vikings, many new coaches. The Lions are all newer. Correct. Eagles and Giants are newer. McCarthy's been around longer, but has he been in Dallas? Did, when did he go to Dallas? Was that the same year? Twenty twenty. A year after LaFleur, mm-hmm. he took a year off. Yep. McCarthy, right. So he had been there. Ron Rivera, I think, has been in Washington. I'm not sure. I think he might, or maybe the yeah, same. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's been there longer. Yeah, that might be one. Uh, Atlanta's new, Carolina new, New Orleans second year for for Allen, Tampa Bulls no, obviously Shanahan and, and McVeigh and Carroll. That's it. So there's only four coaches in the NFC that have been there longer than, than Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that says something. Yeah, and the division, and again the conference, <laughs> the conference is that still conference there. Is bad. It's still there for the taking. The conference. That's the thing. If the Packers were in the, I I, I said this to 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 a friend of mine earlier this this week when we were talking about my story and I'm like, listen, if the Packers were in the AFC, I would not have the same feelings. I just, because I don't, I mean, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, Ravens, Charger. I mean, they're, 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 they would have their hands full trying to make the playoffs out of the AFC. I really believe that. But the NFC, I mean, the Eagles are still numb. I guess, you know, they're the defending champs, but it's so tough to go back. Uh, and and they suffered some losses this year. They lost both coordinators. That's mm-hmm. not easy to to overcome. They they lost some players. I mean, they'll still be good. Don't get me wrong. I think Dallas will be good, but they've yet to prove and they can win in the playoffs with this with this group. San Francisco, yeah, I guess they, they they're very talented, but they don't even know who their quarterback is. Yeah, no, we talked about that last week, and I will say so this I, too: you know, if the Packers have to go on the road, 
in the playoffs. I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But if the Packers make the playoffs and have to go on the road, you have to be a really good team. So I'm not saying that, you, that, that youth is the key. But I'll be honest with you, a younger team, I'll take my chances with a younger team on the road because they don't care. Right. They don't have the humdrum like, oh, been here before, all these things could go wrong. They just go out and play hard. And I wouldn't they, want them going to Philly. They could go to Philly. I don't care. You know, it, yeah, I, it's going to, it's, it, I mean, that's not, that's the worst case scenario. I mean, that's the, that's yeah. still the one team you don't want to face on their field. Well, not just them. That's a tough place to play too for a young, a, a, a young team could get intimidated by the nuts. <laughs> Talk about getting, yeah. well, getting welcome, getting uh, indoctrinated to the NFL. Like, oh, there yeah. you go. Like I would have no problem with them going to Dallas. Right. No, right. Not at all. Anywhere in the division, they can, they can handle that. I think that's fine. If New Orleans ends up being good, they have to go to New Orleans. Yeah, it's going to be loud and crazy, but again, you know, I, I still think that's yeah. I, I still think that's that's doable in the playoffs. I'll, I'll take my chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think New York, if they're going to if they're good this year, I think the Giants, that could be that could be a tough venue. But I, I who knows if they're going to bounce back. It all depends on how their quarterback does, too. And they got to They got to get Barkley under under contract, under contract. So there's a lot this there's just there's even more than what you wrote about. But to, but to your point, too, is is just look, don't get too high or too low. And like you said, we're only. Six weeks away from training camp opening. That's where things get real there. And then we might see some some joint practices. We still don't know how much Jordan Love's going to play in the preseason. They haven't announced whether or not he's going to play or sit. That's the story I'm going to write as we get closer. To training camp. Because how I mean, we haven't seen a Packers starting quarterback play in preseason in, for years. Yeah, long time. Been a long time. Uh, how much do you plan? He still, you don't, I mean... I have my theory, but I'm going to wait. We'll we'll talk about that as as, as we get closer to preseason. As we get closer to preseason, I do as well. And it's funny because a lot of times I think you and I are finally going to disagree, and we're going to have like a huh? a fun banter about it. I don't uh, know. If we and do. I, I okay. think I think it's possible this time that we might. Okay. I don't want to overpromise the fan base like you know <laughs> a, a big slobber knocker between you and I, but because we agree, we tend to agree on a lot of stuff too, but. But we'll see when, when we get closer to that. So Robin Erickson over in Sweden suggested that we talk about our favorite players from Packers past. Because you and I both grew up in some different eras, similar eras, going back to the 80s. Well, for me, it was barely the 80s. It was mostly the 90s. Well, what was the first team that you liked? 89. Oh, wow. Almost 90. Yeah, 89. Oh, God. You are, see, and, but and I, I think you're old. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I watched that team, but I didn't know what I was watching. I just, I knew what a touchdown was. That was, that was the extent of my knowledge. And then. So what was, all right, so what was the first team you really, like, I don't know why, and they knew what was going on and liked and, you know. Uh, I would say probably the 94 Packers. Cause I played okay. the one, one season of high school football I played was in 93. So I did follow okay, so that season, but the reason it was more meaningful for me was because I knew what I was watching and it made more sense because right. I had just played. So now I understood what sure. was happening on the field and why everybody's there. So 94, that was a good team. It was. They, they had that. They do you remember that? Do you remember that game against Thanksgiving, against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? That was when Sterling Sharp caught like five touchdowns. They lost, but they still, and that was Jason Garrett started yeah, for the Cowboys. That. Like they still couldn't beat the Cowboys, even with Jason Garrett at quarterback. So frustrating. Yeah. I remember that. That was that year. That was ninety four. That was ninety four. But that'll that'll be a fun that'll be a fun show to do. That'll be a really good conversation. I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna you know everybody knows I'm I'm the the real old guy. But the, I, I've said this before. The first game I ever watched from start to finish. I mean, I, I remember I was little and I was watching you know a, game, a quarter here and then I go outside and play. I you know, come back and see what the score was. But it was the ice bowl? Mm-hmm. That's sixty eight. Mm-hmm. But again, I I was like you. I watched it with my uncle and my father and you know. They were explaining to me what was going on, and and that's when you know Bart Starr, of course, Bart Starr became my 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 hero. But I guess I really 
got into it and knew what, what the hell was going on and everything, probably in the mid-70s, and that's when they were – it was a bad time to start liking the Packers because they were really bad right? for a long time. But I stayed with them because that was my team. I wasn't going to switch teams, you know. So there were some – so we'll have a good time talking about that because there's some. It was hard to find people to like in the '70s with the Packers. Yeah, and the and the early '80s and the mid '80s. Yeah, yeah and oh the my 80s god, as well. Teams are terrible. So Packer report. What's up right now? What's coming up? Well, now is the Eagle story that we just that we just talked about. Yep. And then coming up tomorrow, it'll it'll it'll, it'll post on Friday. I'm going to do a little story about the about the the run defense, how it has to get better, and the challenges that it that it faces this this season. Okay. Excellent. And then if there's anything, again, as always, disclaimer, if there's anything super newsworthy, you'll get a quick slants podcast. Otherwise, that is on hiatus for now, but I'll be back at least next week on Thursday. Mark and I'll be back to talk more Packers. Maybe we'll do this topic where we talk about our past favorite players or maybe something else will happen between now and then. Hopefully, if it does, it's good news. But in the meantime, hope everybody's summer is off to a great start. Take care of yourself wherever you're at. Thanks for following along. And as always, go Pack Go! (laughs) 